0: Well, welcome back to the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jenna Barr here on News ninety 92.3. If you'd like to text in or call in with a question this morning, 850-437-1620 is our number. We're joined on the phone by Terry Gross with Gross & Schuster. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. Now, how are we doing today? We've got a, a good talk topic for us. Yeah, I always come with one and uh, most everybody... By now knows I'm a personal injury lawyer, having practiced here for 43 years. And, you know, I see all the lawyer ads every day when I come home from work like everybody else does and see the billboards and and whatever, and then someone's in an accident and you are trying to figure out which one do I pick and how do I do it. And I wanted to spend this topic today of going over the designations that are out there or lawyers, because a lot of lawyers they advertise certain entities or designations. So I going to go over each and every one of them, because it probably gets very confusing to the public. So the first one is board certification, and I am a board-certified civil trial lawyer. It is very difficult to become a board-certified civil trial lawyer. So you'll notice I can only think of two lawyers out there that advertise a lot, uh, that are board certified civil trial lawyers. Uh, most of them are not, uh, in fact, you know, one of the billboard lawyers is not even from the state of Florida. He's from Alabama and, uh, could even take the, uh, wasn't allowed to take the Florida bar because he went to an unaccredited night school. So he's not only not board certified, he's not even licensed in the state of Florida. And meanwhile, another, probably the biggest advertiser of them all probably hasn't himself been in a courtroom as lead counsel for maybe 40 years. So, but the public doesn't know all this stuff. Uh, So at the end of the day, uh, the board certification is, is a very rigorous process. You have to be out at least five years. Well, that's not too tough. You have to have 15 trials on your belt. Uh, That's tough. Uh, I'm I'm not talking about hearings and motions. I'm talking about either judge trials, which there's hardly any, or jury trials, which are far and few between. So they are just not that many. In fact, there's over 100,000 lawyers in the state of Florida. And only about 2,500 are board-certified civil trial lawyers. But if you look at the 2,500, who composes that 2,500? Well, probably a half of them are defense lawyers. They represent only the insurance companies. They're board-certified, but they don't represent Joe Q Public, the person, the injured person. They represent the insurance companies. And there's also, I'm sure, several hundred. That are like you know condominium lawyers so they're civil lawyers they do civil suits but they may do hurricane claims or condominium actions so they're not personal injury lawyers so i don't know the exact number but i I don't think i would be too far off by saying there's only probably a thousand of us in the state of florida the whole state that are board certified civil trial lawyers that's a big thing you have to get letters of recommendation to from judges uh, I believe, four or six from opposing lawyers. Uh, you have to go down and take another bar exam. I mean, and it's a very intense exam, and, and you have to know all the esoteric information about the sovereign immunity uh, statute, uh, about the, the, uh, the proposal for settlement uh, statute, about the collateral source rule, uh, about all these technical things that the general practitioner sort of knows a little about but not enough to pass an exam so at the end of the day rigorous process so to me that would be the number one thing if I was shopping for a lawyer and I will tell you the truth I had one of our um, well is actually one of your ex-employees at the station Uh, his son was in a bad wreck in um, Delaware and uh, I tried to settle it I just couldn't from afar so I had to get a Delaware lawyer. First thing I did was I started Googling them, and I wanted a board-certified lawyer. So I narrowed the field, got it down to three lawyers, interviewed all three, and then picked one. And I really got a dynamite. You know, I, I I spent my time. So that, that's one thing. Now, the next thing that I think still carries a lot of weight that lawyers know about but the public really doesn't know about And there is an old, old, old rating entity called Martindale-Hubble. Martindale-Hubble, they rate lawyers, and the ratings are generated by fellow lawyers and judges. So they send the names out uh, every now and then for other lawyers to rate their fellow lawyer. And the highest rating they give is A, a is an alpha, A V, A, V, victory, alpha victory, A V. So an A V is your top notch. You can't be any can't be ranked any higher than that in ethics and proficiency and whatever. And I'm proud to say I've been an A B lawyer since nineteen ninety three. So again, uh, I would say uh, there's very few lawyers that are A B rated. And if you take board-certified lawyers and then you say AV-rated, I, I I wonder how many there are in in, in that uh, field. So that's a. It, it, but it, what I like about it, it's lawyers rating other lawyers, um, and, and I think it's it's pretty accurate. So those are the two gold standard ways of rating lawyers. Now, there is a rather new entity out there. When I say new, I mean, I've been out 43 years. This entity could have been out 10 years. I've been more aware of it, you know, more recently, Uh, and it's called AVO. A-V-V-O. AVO. And AVO rates lawyers on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best. I'm proud to say that I might rate it a 10. Uh, There are lawyers out there that spend a lot of money a lot of money on, on, billboards and TV ads that are rated, you know, an eight or, or whatever they are. Uh, but AVO is another way, uh, to have a rating system, um, and, and, so forth. Now, another entity, I mean, and there's no shortage of stuff that, that's why I said, guys, can you talk about this for, for 25 minutes and answers? Uh, yeah, I, I, I probably can. um, there's something up there called super lawyers. Now super lawyers I'm a little more dubious about I am gonna tell you I am a super lawyer, so I'm not dissing it because I'm not in the club. That they've ready to be a super lawyer. I got plaques in office that I'm a super lawyer. I just don't know the, how their selection process works and I look at certain lawyers that are our super lawyers, I, I really start to wonder if it's sort of an advertising thing, because every year they had these beautiful plaques. And then it says, you you know, you've been rechosen for 2023. Super lawyer, pay us $450 for this plaque. So you have that in your hands. So in your office in the next year. Oh, 2025, you are a super lawyer. Do you you want this plaque? I finally gave up on the plaque. So if you came in the law office, you would find a super lawyer plaque or two, but I'm not going to give them $450 a year just to get some plaque, you know, or whatever. Uh, and, and I'm not really certain about how they go about ranking, uh, the super lawyer thing. It's a mystery to me. Then there's another one out there and then I'm in it. I mean, I got a plaque and it says, uh, top 100 personal lawyers in America. Now, do I think I'm good? Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not braggadocious, but I, I, I've worked real hard. I've uh, limited my practice. I mean, I was 30 years old when I decided I'm only going to do car wrecks. I gave up divorce. I gave up criminal. I walked away from all that, and I had a big criminal practice, and, I, and I, I've been exclusively uh, personal injury now uh, for probably 38 years, and I've worked real hard hard on that but do i really believe do i in my heart do i think i'm like in the top 100 of all the personal injury lawyers in america north america united states i i don't think so i I don't think so there's got to be some lawyers that are for whatever reasons are, are doing bigger and better things than i'm doing in a bigger market probably uh some of these mass tort lawyers maybe that are Trying six-week jury trials and and, and so forth. Um, it's a path I didn't choose, but and then and they and how many and then you shim around town. So how many lawyers in Pensacola could be in the top one hundred across the nation? So I think it's more of a scam. This one's a little fishy to me. I did buy a plaque one time. I won't do it again, uh, but. It, you know it, I think it they make the money from lawyers selling these plaques they probably it probably cost them you know thirty five dollars to or fifty to to have a plaque and they sell it to the lawyer for four fifty and you know he gets to put out there that he's in the top one hundred personal lawyers in the United States who declared that i mean and how do they know what I'm doing in my office who who are these people that know what I do day to day and and whatever uh so yeah I'm a little dubious about that distinction uh truthfully um there is another one um this is called the uh million dollar advocates forum uh, uh, foundation or something a million dollar forum million dollar advocates forum and it to qualify, qualifies very simple You either have to have a jury verdict that exceeds $1 million or a settlement that exceeds $1 million. Well, just because you settle a case for over a million dollars doesn't make you to be a good lawyer. Like, for instance, what if a general practitioner has a family that comes in and they say, "Um, our daughter was sitting at the uh, bus stop for school and a Coca-Cola truck ran off the road and ran her over and killed her. So the general practitioner takes the case and he settles it for a million dollars. Well, he could get one of these plaques and and join the million dollar of advocates forum because he's had a settlement of a million dollars. That case is probably worth way more than a million dollars. A Coca-Cola truck running over a little girl at a bus stop? Are you kidding me? I wouldn't settle that for a million dollars. But maybe a general practitioner would. It'd be more money than ever dreamed of. Uh, and maybe the case is worth five times that much. I don't know. Uh, but at the end of the day, just as you settle a case for a million, you could take you, know, a, you could take a $3 million case and settle it for a million And you're a member of the million dollar advocate club. So it doesn't mean that you're good or you could just, you know, there is a little bit of luck. There is like a lottery thing. I mean, any lawyer, I mean, I remember as a young lawyer, I did get some cases that were what I call good looks, where people were very injured. There was coverage and whatever. And I had very good settlements. Sometimes those big settlements are not the best work I've ever done. maybe, I've done greater work on moderate settlements where I took a case, you know, um, I had a case that I tried back in 1985 and the man had broken his leg at a work site. They offered me $10,000 as a young lawyer back then. Now this is 1985. Uh, Today I'd want a lot more, but at that time there was a liability issue. Uh, I was willing to accept $150,000, which I wouldn't accept today, but back then as a young lawyer, and, and it was 1985 money, which is different than today. Um, but they offered 10, I wanted 250. Went to court in the middle of the trial, they offered us 250, my client turned I to turn it down, and the jury said 750,000. So that went all the way through a verdict, a tremendous result on a tough liability case, 750,000 in Scammy County, Florida, or broken leg, that was a a great work. But since then, have I settled cases for more than that without going to court? Yeah, of course I have. Maybe they weren't as academic or as much effort. You know, the settlement was there. So just because there's a big settlement doesn't mean that you are a rocket scientist or or you're Epley Bailey or or whatever. It just means that a big case could have fallen into the lawyer's lap to sheer... They'll give you a story. Um, when my one of my sons began work, working for me, you know, I, I had to give him some cases. I mean, he comes in, he's got no cases, so I went through and gave him about fifteen of my cases. And of course, it's no secret I gave him fifteen of my more difficult cases, my smaller cases. And there was this one man uh, that was injured with a small whiplash, and the man was. Very nice, but um, probably had some other issues before the accident uh, and so forth. And um, my son, I think, he settled the case for 6000 which I thought was a decent result. Well, within a month, this man had a horrible wreck. Uh, he was forced off the interstate uh, by a, um, uh, an 18-wheeler and broke his legs and this and that. And that case was settled by my son for seven figures. So early on, my son ended up with a case uh, that settled you know, for seven figures as a, a very young lawyer. Um, but it, it fell on his lap. I mean, you know, all the dots connected to the man didn't cause the wreck. He had horrible injuries. And there was plenty of, plenty of insurance coverage uh, behind it. So uh, that's why I tell you, I have a pet peeve. Uh, if you notice anything about, well, we don't do billboards, if you went to our website, at grossandschuster.com, grossandschuster.com, if you go to it, you're not going to see any of the stuff that you see in other lawyers' websites. Most of these lawyers have $250,000 settlement, $1 million settlement, uh, $2 million verdict. Whatever they have, they're advertising all this stuff, and it rubs it makes, it me makes it the wrong way. It makes it seem like these personal injury cases are the lottery and they're anything but that. And uh, so I don't like to the see them that, but there's a Gainesville lawyer that once you get off interstate 10 and you get on 75 to go towards Gainesville or Ocala, it's like every several miles, 750 thing, And you got this person smiling. I've got seven hundred fifty thousand, you know, and, and I think it, it, it demeans it. It, it, it you know, It makes lawyers seem like they're ambulance chasers. So I don't like that. If you go to our our website, it's informative. Uh, We've talked, you know, in the past, you know, we've talked about the no-fault law. We've talked about uninsured motorists. We've talked about all these things. All this stuff's on our website. So if you wanted to learn more about motorcycle law, we have pages on motorcycle. Trucking accident, we got it. Slip falls, we got it. Maritime, we got it. So it's more of an academic educational tool than anything uh, else. But we don't sit there and brag about our, our verdicts and settlements. And of course, we have, and I know there's some firms that kind of tally all the settlements they've ever had. They try to pull them together and say, we have settled for $100 million over whatever. Well, in 43 years, I haven't tallied it. And I don't know if I could at this point, but it would be a lot. I mean, I've been doing this for 43 years, and of course, I have had all kinds of settlements and and whatever. But uh, you know, th- these are just the things I look at. But I, I think that getting back to the way I began, the, the gold standards. If you're really trying to distinguish these lawyers, because they all sound the same, you know, uh, you know, and, and again, you know, contingency fee. Uh, if you get nothing, we get nothing. Blah blah blah. Well. The board certification, I I still think, is is the biggest deal, followed by the Martindale-Hubbell A.B. rating. And and you won't see much of that. So when you see these ads, whether it's in the phone book or wherever you go or on the website, you're just not going to see much of the board certification because there's not that many. And and the A.B. rating is very rare, so you won't see it. Yeah, that should be a telltale sign. That should give you a little bit of information. I, I we, we were doing uh, Google searches today because we're just checking out how we booked on Google, and there are some major like Miami firms that are pushing. They have, you know, they have these SEO engineers. They probably have somebody on staff. They're probably paying some geek, you know, two hundred thousand a year to to boost their SEO. And they are also coming here. So they're physically in Miami. But if you look on a search in Pensacola, you do Pensacola personal injury lawyer, they're popping up top five because they know all that algorithms and, and whatever Google wants. But they're out of Miami. So why in the heck would you want a Miami lawyer representing you on a Pensacola office uh, 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 accident? I, I don't get that. And, and so you want somebody vocal. And you want to know who is my lawyer. So Mr. Billboard, Mr. Billboard. That's from Alabama. Who is the lawyer? And, 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 and ask questions about experience and this and that and whatever. Um, and, and my sons, you know, they, they are younger, but their experiences is, is off the chain. And, and they've been lucky enough to have me to mentor them. I've been lucky to have them to help me with technology. I mean, Where I think in the past five years, uh, uh, due to them, I give them all the credit. My knowledge of technology has increased. I'm still the dinosaur of the office, so I'm not telling you I'm in kind of guru, but I'm for someone that's 68 years old. I at least I understand it and I understand how to use it to my advantage more. Where in the past I didn't. Looks like we're. Closing in at a time, Uh, the time goes by so fast enough, but um, this is Terrence Gross. Um, We have five offices throughout the Panhandle, Uh, Pensacola, Milton, Crestview, Fort Walton, and Navarre. You can reach us at 850-434-3333 or visit us on the web at grossandschuster.com. Thank you, Terry, again for joining me this morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Join me tomorrow 9 to 11 with Emerald Coast Coins at 10 a.m. Have a fantastic day.